I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Ryman Sagal, board member of the Procter & Gamble Alumni Network and co-host of Learnings from Leaders, a new podcast from the P&G Network. Ryman, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Dave. So I want to start with a little bit about the P&G Alumni Network for those that might not be familiar with it. How did it get started and what are the main activities of the network? Yeah, so the P&G Alumni Network is a nonprofit founded by former P&G employees to connect the talent, ideas, and resources of P&G alums. Um, we create impact for our local and global communities through events, content, and philanthropy. So there's like more than 45,000 registered members and 40 plus chapters worldwide. And the only way you have to be in is if you've collected a check from Procter once. The, the network is officially recognized and supported by Procter & Gamble. And so across the world, throughout the world, we connect via global conferences, local chapters, industry events, and a lot of online content like podcasts, webinars, and even affinity groups. And we actually have a nonprofit foundation that supports economic empowerment initiatives in communities around the world. And while a lot of folks are P&G alumni in the network, we're starting to branch our content out a little bit wider, just so people can kind of see and understand the power of PNG people. Again, our podcast, for example, is accessible on any platform iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. It's not just for PNG alumni, kind of like Harvard Business Review content. So, you mentioned the alumni conference is one of the things that takes place, and it goes on every two years. What led the organization to start doing a conference, and how's it evolved over the years? Yeah, um, about a decade or so ago, some alums, uh, some pretty big names actually, got together informally, you know, over dinners and happy hours and decided they wanted to put something bigger on. And I don't remember where exactly the first one was, but they've held events in cities like Madrid, Cincinnati, Geneva, Miami, Rome, London, and Toronto. And it's turned into a full-on multi-day program featuring keynotes, expert panels, networking, social events, and more. In fact, Dave, you ran a Next Generation event where you brought entrepreneurs and alumni together. And typically, we see anywhere like 500-plus alumni leaders attending, whether they're in marketing, sales, R&D, all sorts of countries, whether they're still working at billion-dollar brands or leading-edge startups. You also mentioned that there's 40-plus local chapters. How do those local chapters differ from the national or the international organization? Yeah, you know, it's actually not as structured as P&G with like GBUs and MDOs for any of the P&Gers who might be out there. It's a confederation. So if you're in a local market, it's kind of a loose connection. The global network provides things like access to pgalums.com, which is a great platform where you can get a lot of things organized, email, access to other executives, access to the company. But the local chapters operate independently. So in a market like the UK might behave very differently from a city like Atlanta or New York. So it really is based on what the needs are. Some cities operate monthly gatherings, some quarterly gatherings, some only two a year. In other countries around the world, like India and China, you might have multiple chapters in multiple countries. But then in other countries, like the UK, there might only be an active chapter in London. How did you originally get involved with the network and what led you ultimately to run for the board? <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. When I left Procter, I was, uh, I'd been there for eight years wearing different digital and media hats. And I was already in New York doing some media negotiations. And I went over to Dan and Yogurt. And, you know, guys like you uh, and a lot of other friends that I grew up at Procter with, I was in pretty good touch with. I didn't feel like I needed the network. And I happened to already be 
at Facebook for an event uh, or doing some work with Facebook for the day. And there happened to be a PNG alumni event hosted there where the then CEO, Bob McDonald, was speaking. So I decided to pop in, listen, try to meet a few alums and was pretty impressed. Uh, about a year later, the startup I was at, the CEO, another alum, had actually asked me to go down to the Miami conference just to check it out meet some folks. And I did. Um, not only did I get to meet some pretty impressive execs like Chip Berg, the CEO of Levi's, but I also got to catch up with old friends who I didn't even know, knew about the conference, right? A girl I worked with at Dannon, who is now based in Latin America, a friend of mine I used to work on Tide with, who is now at Amazon. So I, I just got to have a lot of chats with friends. And then as the years went on, I started to observe and notice things that the network could be doing better for younger alums. Again, folks like you and me, Dave. And so I just wrote the head of the board. And I was like, hey, I have some ideas on things we could change. Here's an example. I go to big events like CAN and South by Southwest every year. Why don't we have official gatherings at these events? I'm sure we can partner with companies that have alums like Google or Comscore and take advantage of the activations they already have and bring alums together, kind of fish where the fish are. So one thing led to the, the next. Uh, they ran a board elections every couple of years, and someone nominated me. And I've been on the board for about four or five years now and uh, trying to make waves, but more importantly, trying to make the, the board and the network more relevant for the next generation of alumni. You mentioned one of the uh, initiatives that you've kind of led is the PNG Alumni Podcast. Much like you suggested Cans and South by Southwest and those other things, what led you to suggest podcasts as a new type of content for the network? You, you know, Dave, with a lot of the ventures I seek out to do, it's usually stuff that I kind of want in the world. Uh, like you, I'm a bit of a podcast junkie, whether it's listening to far too much Crooked Media or Pivot or even geeky comic book podcasts. I find the medium fascinating. I've been listening for years, and it's what I listen to on my commute, on my run, when I just need some downtime to cook in the kitchen while my daughter's watching a video. And I recognize that if I have this habit, and, and I love this medium for the kind of the intimacy and the immediacy of the content, how could we make a, a PNG alumni relevant version of this? And originally the idea was, okay, well, let's make it for alumni only. But honestly, podcasts win when everyone has access. And so what we decided to do was instead of treating it like an executive interview show, why don't we treat it like mentoring coffees? Because one of the great things at PNG, and I know you experience this as well, is you could write an email to any executive and grab a coffee with them. Everyone's on a first name basis. And that's where, again, a lot of us got some really great mentorship. So we decided to turn the idea on its head and turn them into mentorship conversations for our audience, the kind of mid-career professionals trying to figure out what to do next with work and life. And so we're always talking to big brand leaders, but we're doing it through a lens of mentorship. If you literally brought a microphone and a recorder to a, a mentorship join-up or coffee that you might have had with someone at P&G. And the great thing is, these guests aren't at P&G anymore. They're some pretty big names in business. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work, 
are recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So with that, how did you create that kind of uniqueness to it? Because a, a mentoring is something that takes place over years. It's usually not something that takes place just over 30 minutes. How did you get that uniqueness so it didn't feel like an interview? It felt more like a discussion and a flow. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is the nice thing about being PG alumni is there's kind of this shared bond of values. Um, we all came up through the company together over a number of years. And the thing I've noticed being an alum is there are a lot of people on the board and in chapters around the world that I never met while I was at PG. But it's kind of like catching up with older friends. We have a lot of not just business ideas in common, but kind of mode of thought for, for better or for worse. And so with some of these executives, they're already active supporters of the network. And so when those introductions get made or when we reach out to them, there's already a fond place for them with PG because it's where they got their start, where they learned some of their best business lessons. So right off the bat, there's already a connection. The next thing we do is we tell them this is not an interview. We tell them the kinds of questions that we're going to ask them aren't the kinds of things they've heard in other executive interviews. And then we do a lot of research. You know, for my interview with John Pepper, obviously I read his two books again, but I spent a lot of time watching old interviews, you know, reading his blog to kind of understand what he said before, but more importantly, what he hasn't said. We ask a lot of questions that frankly, young people want to hear, not just questions about work-life balance or gender in the workforce or diversity, but even questions that are more relevant to today, like there's a lot of craziness going on outside. And, you know, I asked uh, some pretty big executives, what does real leadership look like? Or what would you be doing? Or what advice would you be giving? And these are sometimes comfortably uncomfortable questions because the guests know that they're giving this guidance to the next generation of leaders. So outside of the uh, John Pepper interview, which are the ones that really stand out to you as something that blew you away, some great insights and the the must listens? Yeah. I mean, obviously you got to start with John Pepper. If you're a PNG alum, people know who he is, but I've been surprised in the outside of the PNG universe. A lot of people don't know who John is. So that's a great one to start with. He is, as my co-host Drew said, the Mr. Rogers of CEOs. And that is one of the highest compliments. He's not only a great business leader and and very firm and precise in his his method of thinking and approach to business. But when you talk to him, you're the only guy in the room. He's a very generous listener um, and a generous answer and kind of how he reflects and shares things. So John was a great one. Meg Whitman, the former CEO of HP and eBay, currently a CEO of uh, Quibi, gave some really great advice, not just on her running businesses, but what she saw from her foray in politics as well. Some other folks that we've spoken to are Levi CEO Chip Berg, who was great. I recently just recorded an interview with uh, Unilever's former CEO, Paul Pullman, which will be coming out in a few weeks, which is great. And you know, we spoke to former CEO Bob McDonald, who not only was the CEO of P&G, but he later went on to serve in the Obama administration. And as a Republican who went to go work for a Democrat to kind of clean up the VA as secretary of the VA, he had some really interesting perspectives. You mentioned that your kind of own personal passion for loving podcasts and listening to them, there's a lot more people feeling that same thing. And the momentum behind podcasting is really growing every year. Where do you see the medium going in the years to come? And how can business leaders kind of take advantage of it? Yeah, this is actually one that kind of stresses me out, man. Like, um, I've been dabbling in the medium and then kind of more officially putting content out on a number of different podcasts, including the PNG Alumni podcast for about three months. 
and it's exponentially growing. And I actually think there's more content for less available ears right now. Um, a lot of us have less time. We're not commuting as much. So I do wonder what's going to happen with the content. But the thing that gives me hope is I think the best stuff is going to rise to the top. Sure, with all things digital, all you need is a computer and an internet connection. But there's a lot to be said about quality of content, the microphone, the, to, the for just the audio quality, the quality of the conversation, the preparation you do, what's the underlying strategy and thesis and differentiator. So I think businesses need to solve for that first. And the answer isn't to just create a podcast. Let the people who have something to say create the content and what businesses should be doing. If, if they have something unique that they can contribute and they're willing to be in it for the long haul, by all means, get in. However, the other angle is partner. There probably are podcasts that speak to the affinities that your brand has. And and last but not least, whether it's a partnership or advertising, I think podcast advertising is some of the best advertising in all of media because you have not just a really engaged audience, but you have an engaged audience that can hit the skip button. So if your ads aren't good, if your ads aren't relevant, and I mean that from a quality of the creative standpoint, folks are going to tune out. But one example I, I love to give folks is, and regardless of what your political inclination is, the guys at Pod Save America who get far all the deserved credit that they get, but I would argue their advertising is some of the best advertising in all media. I don't want to skip it. When I listen to their show and an ad starts playing, whether it's for Squarespace or MailChimp, the level of authentic humor and kind of ad lib reads they do to the ad copy makes it entertaining, makes me want to stick around for the content. So I think the medium... The medium will continue to grow in terms of relevance because of the intimacy it provides for the users. But I think for marketers to win, they need to find authentic connections. And this is a growing medium, so the numbers are there. But I think I think the listeners and the audience are a lot more discriminating. You know, as you've created uh, not just you know the learnings from leaders, you've also done experimentation with two other podcasts. Why have you wanted to experiment with three separate podcasts all at once? Well, my wife uh, asks me that question every day. So, um, you know, I have the luxury of being on a uh, on a sabbatical right now from my startup career, which has been a lot of fun, but just based on like good choices and good exits and earnouts. But, you know, I think it has to do with having something to say in a couple of different ways. All of my podcasts are kind of the same, different sides of different coins. So obviously the PNG alumni podcast is the more professional one where we're talking to like big brand leaders and executives mm -hmm. through the lens of mentorship. But the other one I'm pretty proud of is Model Minorities, where we're having conversations about work and life, similar to PNG alumni, but through the lens of race and gender. So my co-host is Sharon Lee Tony, someone who uh, came up through the agency world while I was on the brand side, went over to the brand side, and has now started her own consultancy. But we're both minority leaders. Um, you know, she's Chinese American, married to a Caribbean man with mixed kids. I'm Indian American, married to a Chinese American woman with a mixed kid, and we're experiencing the world. Before we launched the podcast, the world was not normal, and now the world is less normal, but by by bringing forward these voices, right? Um, by bringing forward conversations with people of different backgrounds and stripes, we're learning about each other, and we're just seeking to understand. I, I've had some of these conversations where I find things out, and I discover my own blind spots, and I think for other people to hear and discover their blind spots through the stories of others is really important. 
The third one is kind of a secret passion project. There's a, a reporter at an industry trade that I've become friends with over the years. And him and I are passionate about comic books. So we started a comic book, book club called Quarantined Comics, where, you know, yes, we're kind of fanboying a little bit on um, some of the greatest works in the medium. And we're not just talking about superheroes, but we get into really deep discussions, almost like a, a film critic or a, a book reviewer might. So all of these shows, again, different sides of the same coin that I like to play with, and that is kind of human understanding, right? How to be better at work, how to be better at life in our society, and, and frankly, how to enjoy yourself a little bit more with kind of really good entertainment. So if somebody wants to learn more about not only the, the three podcasts you just mentioned, but the PNG Alumni Network as a whole, where would you point them? Yeah, definitely go visit pgalums.com. All the information you need is there. And then for any of the podcasts, um, the PNG Alumni Podcast, Learnings from Leaders, Model Minorities, or Quarantine Comics, just head over to whatever your podcasting platform of choice is, and you can find them there. Wonderful. Well, Rob, it's always a pleasure to uh, catch up and love all the content you're putting out these days. Thanks so much, Dave. Great to catch up. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com. Thank you.